1: Well, I believe that we are uh, conduits. We are messengers. And when people come to the meetings, uh, they obviously are expecting some kind of contact. And, and uh, as the Bible says, you know, um, you know, call on the elders, lay hands on the sick, and, and pray in the name of Jesus, and they will be healed. And, and I think uh, that's scriptural. And, uh, you know, when you lay hands on the sick, um, you know, you, you are transferring the anointing which has been given to you by by Jesus Christ, by the Holy Spirit. And so, um, you know, but there is uh, a transfer of that virtue, you know. I mean, we find in, in several Scripture references in the Bible where um, that impartation was given by the laying of hands. And even uh, when Jesus was walking here on earth, and that uh, woman with the issue of blood touched the hem of his garment, you know, she got healed because she acted in faith. So everywhere I go, um, people are expecting that. And sometimes, and this is the amazing thing, you know, sometimes there is no need to lay hands on people. Just with the simple act of faith, when you pray for someone, you have um, a time of prayer when that uh, atmosphere of faith is strong, and uh, people are worshiping, they're in that environment, and you pray. Because, you know, sometimes you won't have uh, uh, the time to pray individually for, you know, hundreds of people at the same time, especially when you're preaching in a rather large church. And uh, so all you have to do is pray generically and believe that God will heal uh, many people in that audience. And I have seen hundreds of miracles happening at the same time, And sometimes we haven't had the time to obviously get all the testimonies, but we get the feedback, we get newsletters, we get letters, we get emails, and and, and people testify of different miracles that happen during that meeting. Uh, For example, um, I was in in, uh, Indianapolis uh, this weekend, and we had some incredible miracles, and some of them happened while I was laying hands on people, and some of them happened while I was just praying. From um, you know, from the pulpit, and uh, we saw um, a lady who had a, a rare degenerative uh, disease in her back, and she actually came with a walking stick, and uh, you know the Lord healed her. She um, you know started walking freely. She didn't need the walking stick after we prayed for her. But the amazing thing is, she <laughs> went down on the floor. She actually laid down. She wanted to test whether she had been healed or not, and so she. Uh, lay down on the carpet, something she couldn't, uh, she couldn't have not done without the power of God, you know, something that was supernatural because of this kind of, uh, disease, you know, and she couldn't, uh, she, she would have been in a lot of pain. And, and so she lay down on the carpet and she got up and she didn't need any help. And, and I'm talking about a lady that was in her sixties and, uh, she just got up and she felt like, you know, she, she, she was pain free. She, she was excited. She had been, uh, you know, recipient of a creative miracle, and it just happened in that morning. And we saw many other miracles, and so it's exciting when you uh, see Jesus moving and touching people at the same time. You know, whether you're laying hands on people or whether you're praying for them, uh, it's always uh, refreshing when you see Jesus touching these people, um, because obviously we are just channels, we are instruments, and, and God uses in his sovereignty, in his, in his perfect will to accomplish his plan on earth.
0: Alejandro, no doubt we'll be talking some more about miracles, but let me take you to back to your early years for a few moments, because when all of that issue of the miracle that you yourself received at age eight and a dramatic healing and following a prayerful encounter... Uh, and then you began to pass out tracts and uh, you were invited to preach in a park and that was sort of the catalyst that got things going, were you praying for people for healing even in your young years as a boy? Because uh, one of the things I'm sure listeners will be interested in today is that, you know, how old do you have to be to be the evangelist? How old do you have to be to be laying hands on the sick? Uh, What are your thoughts about about youngsters and the way that they can be used as instruments of God as well in this way?
1: Well, God started using me to pray for the sick at a very young age. And my first miracle happened when I was um, 11 years old. I prayed for a lady who came um, riddled with cancer, bone cancer, by the way. And uh, she she came with great faith to uh, the meetings we were um having at the park at the town square that's where i started the ministry and i was invited to this town square to just um uh pass out tracks, and the, and the preacher, the missionary that was mentoring me, he saw that uh, gift in my life, and he said, oh, I don't just want you to pass out tracks; I want you to preach today, so he gave me the opportunity to preach, and, and that was the first time I was given a microphone to preach in front of 150 people. You know, that was a big crowd for an 11-year-old, and obviously I was a bit nervous, and, and then I prayed, and the Holy Spirit came upon me, and I, I described it in my book as a lightning bolt hit me, you know, the power of God came upon me, and I said, Started preaching with boldness and courage, uh, something I hadn't experienced before preaching, you know, outdoors. It was it was incredible what what happened in that moment. And seven souls came to Jesus as a result of that experience that first day when I preached outdoors. But then uh, a, a few weeks later, we started having more and more people because the numbers started building up. Uh, you know, it, it, it be, these meetings were becoming. Uh, evangelistic healing meetings where people would come for prayer, not only for their loved ones, but also those that, um, you know, had sicknesses and, and different other needs. So, um, this lady actually came with that, um, report and, um, we prayed for her. And the amazing thing is two weeks later, she came back with the doctor's report and she was cancer free. So that was a a great uh, moment in my life where I saw the hand of God, and uh, that really built my faith. And when I started praying for more sick people along the way, um, my first creative miracle happened when I was 14 years old, and I was preaching at a rather large church in Costa Rica, and the service was being televised. And and there was a lady, um, you know, sitting in a wheelchair. And the Holy Spirit uh, spoke to me in an audible voice, and he said, I want you to pray for that lady. She's going to get up today and walk. And I I had no idea of the context of, you know, the background, or how long this lady had been in the wheelchair. But then later on, I found out she had been in the wheelchair for 29 years. And I'm I'm talking about a, a, a lady that was, again, in her 60s, and she was uh sitting there and with great expectation great faith but uh, as an evangelist i didn't have the faith you know i had never prayed for anyone in a wheelchair i had seen miracles on tv and i'm going to be very candid with you i had no faith in that moment in fact i said to the lord god um why are you choosing this moment you know the meeting is being televised i'm preaching to this crowd it was one of the largest churches in costa rica And, uh, uh, you know, I I don't know, maybe around 4,000 people that came to this service. I mean, it was a huge crowd, and and there was this lady, and obviously I'm concerned about, you know, what if she doesn't get healed? What if this happens? You know, I was only 14 years old, and I was having all these human thoughts, and the Holy Spirit confronted me twice, and he said, go and pray for that lady. You know, when God speaks to you like that, you better obey. So I went down the steps. I had no idea what was going to happen, you know, but I just gently laid my hands on her, and I just felt the power of God, and she looked up, and she said, I'm ready for my miracle, and I will never forget the look in her eyes. And so I started praying gently and just, you know, a normal prayer, Lord Jesus, just come and fill her and heal her. Before I know it, she's standing right in front of me, and she's grabbing my hand, and she's just like, I can feel it I can feel it the miracle is happening and she and I'm like do you want to walk and so uh, I'm leading her to walk you know because I'm being cautious as a 14 year old I'm kind of leading her and grabbing her hand and lead, you know and and, and she's like She's like, let go of my hand. I want to walk on my own. So she kind of gets cranky at this point. And she's like, let go of my hand. So she starts walking in her own and, 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 and almost like, you know, wanting to you know, go for, for, for a jog around the building. But I, I'm just, I, I, that, that wasn't the case. But you know, she was walking really fast. But, uh, it was supernatural. It was amazing. Obviously that was a, a great faith moment, and the crowd just uh, erupted in praise and worship, I mean, people were just uh, amazed, and, uh, you know, the prayer line turned um, turned turn out to be a two-and-a-half-hour prayer line, because all these people came after the healing, and they all lined up, and they wanted me to pray for them. Okay. So, yes, uh, to answer that question, I, I saw a lot of miracles, even during my child
0: a biblical perspective of life culture and current events the 2020 summer series on vision
1: I think it is uh, vital for everyone to have an encounter with God when you read the scriptures you see that different um, different uh, every every man of God every uh, woman God that uh, walked uh, in this planet and after they had an encounter with God they, they were um, transformed they were they were changed their life uh, they, they were never, they were never the same. And, uh, you know, I, I can talk about Moses, you know, Moses was an ordinary man and he had an issue, uh, you know, with his, uh, speech, you know, he couldn't uh, communicate his ideas clearly. And obviously God chose someone, uh, to, to help him. And, uh, after having that uh, burning bush experience, his life was never the same. And I can talk about Joseph and Joshua and Abraham. You know, even Jacob, when um, he had an encounter with God and, and his life was turned around, you know, uh, from, for many years he was called the, the deceiver, uh, you know, because of his name. His name in Hebrew means someone who takes over. So after he had that supernatural encounter with God in, in Genesis, when, when you read it in Genesis chapter 28, verse 10 and, and forward, you read that whole um, uh, scripture, and you see that uh, Jacob's life, you know, he was a mess. You know, he was fleeing from his brother, he was in a desperate uh, situation. He was at a desperate point in his life, and he laid on the ground, and uh, he only had a few processions, you know, a few camels and a few things. And God speaks to him in a supernatural way, and uh, God, you know, basically reminds him of his destiny and, and tells him, you know, the land which you're laying belongs to you and your descendants. And so uh, after that, you know, he has another encounter with God where he's wrestling with God, and his name has changed, you know, from Jacob to Israel, because his, his name obviously was linked to his identity. So I believe when people have encounters with God, their identity will change, um, their life will change, and, 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 and God is going to obviously uh, bring them to a new level uh, of intimacy and closeness where they will experience God. And it's going to become, you know, it's going to become not just supernatural, but it's going to become part of their life. And, uh, you know, because a lot of people, they go to church, they do, you know, they tick the boxes, they do what uh, Christians are, are meant to be doing, and, and they live that ordinary life. But when you have an encounter with God, uh, you will begin to experience extraordinary moments with God where your faith is uh, strengthened, where um, you're not only going to uh, walk by uh, just hearing the Word, but actually living in the Word and encountering God on a daily basis.
0: Alejandro, when we talk about the experience of having an encounter with God, uh, that is uh, sometimes connected to, but oftentimes not, uh, with this idea of having a calling from God, because uh, a lot of people can have an encounter with God, and even if it's hearing someone else's testimony or seeing what's happened when someone else has received something from God, whether it's provision or whether it's a door opening, whether it's a miraculous healing, sorts of things, uh, they are for us an encounter with God as well. But this idea of a calling, its uh, what are your thoughts on, on what happens when someone is called by God uh, and to pursue uh, an area of God's purpose that might be just specifically right for them? What are your thoughts on calling?
1: I think a calling is something that's linked to your destiny. It's something that God is going to confirm over and over throughout your life. And when you receive a word from God, a prophetic word, and sometimes that word is a reminder of your calling. And that calling is connected to your destiny. And, um, you know, whether you take a shortcut or the longest route to get there, sooner or later you're going to get there. Um, and, And we can talk about, you know, Jonah. You know, he had a calling uh, from God to reach uh, Nineveh, but, uh, he was fleeing and he was afraid as he flies and he didn't want to do it. And God had to put him, you know, aboard this ship and basically, uh, you know, he had to, uh, endure this hardship of being in in the fish, in the belly of the fish, for three days, and then he was spat out. And you know, and and I always say, even though I use uh, uh, you know my sense of humor, um, mm-hmm. I always say uh, you know, Jonah, after uh, spending three days, you know, in in the sea and in, uh, in the belly of this fish, which was rather a supernatural experience, you know, either God kept him alive or something happened to him and God resurrected him because you know, I mean, it, nobody can survive in that kind of environment, so it, it had to be supernatural, but then then obviously, uh, I'm not sure, because the Bible doesn't tell us whether he had a shower or, you know, he had time to change, but I always say that Jonah was the fishy prophet, you know? But <laughs> so he went around and preached the gospel to a lot of people in Nineveh, and they repented, and either they repented because they were convicted or because of the smell, but, you know, that's kind of my sense of humor, but um, that that that's you know, something that happened with Jonah and we, he, with different other, um, you know, characters in the Bible, when they had an encounter with God, and often that encounter with God would highlight their calling, and they would, you know, um start that journey, and they would, you know, uh, have, um uh you know, um, a journey in which um that journey would take them to their calling. Like, I can, I can talk about Elijah, you know, for example, when he had that encounter with God, when Elijah came by. And threw the mantle over him and then Elijah jumped, jumped, uh, you know, jumped up and he's like, what do you want? You know, let me just say goodbye to my family and, and I'll go and follow you. And then he started following, uh, Elijah. And in second Kings chapter two, we see how, you know, Elijah, um, basically, uh, Elijah, so Elijah followed Elijah and they went in this journey. And then at the end, uh, uh Elijah caught the double portion. So, so that calling, you know, it's very important in our life because it's the fulfillment of God's Word. is is the ultimate destination where we're meant to go, and it is very important for us to get to that place. We can't just uh, be ordinary believers, ordinary Christians. I mean, it, it's good to go to church and tick the boxes and do everything that we normally do, but it is a lot more fun, and is definitely, um, you know, it is. It will grow your faith, and it will build and strengthen your faith when you obey God. When you see those miracles, and when we follow His calling.
0: Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported.